It is the Chicagoverse podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists in industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. Haima Black, Dynasty Podcasts. Uh, we're back for another week. It's the beginning of summer. It's the beginning of June. It's gorgeous out. It's windows weather, like having your windows open. It's not too hot yet. So thanks to everybody watching us tonight. Thanks to everybody listening to this later. Uh, we have an awesome show tonight. We have a ton of great guests, and we are starting out the evening with Jack Larson, Closed Sessions artist. Uh, how are you doing, man? I'm very good, man. How about yourself? I'm very well. I'm very well. Thank you for being here. Um, you were, I was telling you this before the mics were on, you were a recommendation of Alex Fructor, who, you know, he's, his name gets brought up a lot on this podcast. He emailed me. He told me about you. And I was saying that, like, really all Alex has to say is, like, I've got someone for you to talk to. And I'm like, yeah. Because yeah. He's, got, he's got that good reputation. He here. does, man. The closed sessions team. we got Mike Kolar here. And it's like, if those guys are vouching for somebody... I'm just like, of course, of course. There was one time where Alex was telling me a couple of people I should interview. I was at an uh, event for Ruby Hornet. This is back when he was first involved with Ruby Hornet. And he was like, you know what? You should interview this guy too, this, this kid too. And I was like, okay. And no joke, because I know this sounds like I'm setting up one of these, like, and that little girl grew up to be Britney Spears type of stories. But, like, that was Chance the Rapper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, again, even without the Chance thing, I trust Alex's judgment so when he was like hey I got this guy Jack Larson you should talk to him I was like yo I'm sold and then I listened to your music and I was like well even better his music's really good (laughs) I appreciate that um you know we always start at the beginning and we're going to get into all the closed session stuff we're going to get to all the present stuff like your music right now but bring us into the beginning like when did you start making music how did you start with music in your life like when did that enter for you yeah so I feel like everyone grows up with some kind of musical like influence um, just from their like family in general. So yeah, music's always been very prevalent in my life. Um, grew up on classic rock, and then uh, through my sisters, like I had sisters of like different cliques. One was kind of more uh, scene, so I would listen to scene music, and then my other scene s- meaning like like emo scene, like, like Bring Me the Horizon type stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I was also I was really into My Chemical Romance, which was more like poppy. Who wasn't? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. They were really good. <laughs> that was a, that was the first album I bought on iTunes. Three Cheers. Wow, it's a classic. Yeah, it's a good starting I loved point. It. And then um, I had another sister who's more into the pop. So like when I was three, you know, uh, NSYNC was everywhere, and all that boy band pop star stuff. So I just I've, I gathered all these elements. Um, and went into high school kind of bored. Everyone kind of found their path, I feel like. Right. In high school, like, I was just so confused, so I, uh, I just started making music out of boredom. I, kn- I knew I could do it, and I, like, I, I would, like, make up melodies, like, when I was younger and, like, never, I don't know, wrote them down or, like, recorded them. Mm-hmm. But um, in high school, I'm like, fuck it. Oh, wait, can I swear? Yeah, that? absolutely. Yeah, in high school, I'm just like, fuck it. So uh, <laughs> I... Uh, I plugged in like a rock band mic into my uh, to my Mac GarageBand. Yeah, used GarageBand and made my uh, my first tracks that like will never see the light of day. You know what's interesting is that like you know uh, so a lot of the artists that we interview on the podcast at this point are uh, relatively younger. I want to say like you know twenties, yeah. occasionally even late teens. It's it's a, like do it yourself is what we grew up on. I know I what you're getting say, into a hundred percent. It's like so much of the talent I'm talking to that is like in their early 20s right now, literally, 
they're like, yep, it was Fruity Loops and it was a garage, or not a garage band mic, a rock, rock band mic. Like, you're not the first person even this year to tell me on this mic that you used a rock band mic to start making music. I just think that's such an interesting, it's, like... It's a very beautiful thing. And it's such a generational thing, too, that that was, like, this entry point for so many current artists now, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely uh, gotten to the point where it's, like, Hot to be the bedroom artist. Well, yeah, that yeah. Now that's a whole it's thing. Like, right. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even. Want, I'd made this in my bedroom, but I don't even want to be like labeled as it because it's like, oh, it's the big thing, you know. Sure, but so how did you go from like, you know, kind of starting to just lay down some initial tracks in high school to starting to take this seriously? When did that happen? Um, yeah, I was I was making music throughout high school, and just pretty much kids at my school would hear it, and then. I grew up in the suburbs Mm -hmm. of Chicago, so, like, my town didn't have, like, a huge, like, art music scene. Like, there was a ton of, like, talented kids, but, like, no way to get yourself heard. So I'm like, all right, well, I want to do this shit. Like, I'm spending every weekend trapped in my basement working on music instead of, like, going out. I want to get serious with this shit. So that's when I, like, just really got deep into the internet and... It's always the internet. It's, yeah, it's the internet. And just, like, started just reaching out to kids who I met through Twitter or YouTube. YouTube was huge in the beginning. Sure. Um, before, like, SoundCloud or so that online Instagram community. was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, first was, like, an online YouTube community. And then uh, Twitter was big. So around my senior year, I, uh, I had some songs out. And I heard um, one song by Kevin Abstract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, like, DM'd him. I don't know what happened. I think a friend introduced me to him. But anyways, I DM'd him and showed him my music. And uh, he, uh, we made a song together. He put on his first album. And, like, when it released, it got, it got pretty, it did pretty well. Like, it had a Billboard premiere. So, wow. yeah, after that, I was like, all right, this is, like, something I could take seriously because just, you know, seeing the music on that site was, like, a huge well, that's a really deal. especially with him, like, because yeah. we were the same age, so like, we were both like fresh out of high school when this came out, mm-hmm. and like, seeing what he did was just crazy. And I was like, ways I'm still way steps behind him. Um, but, but it's like, not a it's, race. It's, it's always inspiring. Yeah. yeah. No, of course it's not a race. It's just yeah. like, it's uh, it's someone who's been a friend to me for some years, and it's just great to see what's going on. And it's like that whole era of his first album really like, showed me that, hey, like, this is some shit I can do. Yeah, I mean, that has got to be, like, I mean, the Billboard thing has got to be so affirming mm-hmm. of, like, well, yeah. I made the right choice. So did that bring you to Columbia College, or? No, um, I went to school at Belmont in Nashville. Oh, okay. Freshman year. I, well, it's I, another music city, too. Yeah, but yeah. I just, I, like, couldn't, I hated that school, so. <laughs> I was like, all right, I need to figure shit out. I don't know what to do, like. Just entered a very like confusing, depressing state in my life, and just nineteen-year-old me not knowing. So, well, come on. I mean, nineteen though—that's like that is that My Chemical Romance, like my teen angst has a body count kind of feeling too. Yeah, a lot of nineteen-year-olds like, what the fuck does this all mean? Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's just it's such a weird age, man. It is because you're like, you're not a girl, not yet a woman. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's that kind of thing. So. I was at Belmont, but, like, I just left that school and 
decided to come to Chicago because I was born like in the suburbs, so I had mm-hmm. some like familiarity with it. But I decided to just like live in the city for my first time because Nashville's a city, but it's it's not a city. It's like right. you you have to drive everywhere and like it has such a suburban feel that I've never been in somewhere like super urban. So I just I just said fuck it, I want to try out Chicago. So I've always loved uh, like visiting cities and stuff, and then came here my sophomore year, which was 2015. Okay, and I've been living here since. And when you were at Columbia, because you just graduated, right? Yeah. Oh uh, no, I gra- I graduated in December. So okay, I, I walked in the spring, but right. um, that's because like there's only one walk. Right. I've been out for a minute. Okay. So you're like in that graduation, like you know, home stretch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But when you were, like, these last couple of years, at some point you took Alex Fructor's class, right? Alex Fructor from Closed Sessions. Yeah, I had two classes with him. Okay. Um, my last semester. So he told me in the email that, like, he heard your music and he was really blown away. And how did that conversation go where, you know, you're playing music for your teacher and then all of a sudden he's like, hey, do you want to be part of my, you know, operation that I have? Yeah, it was, it was it's a funny story. So, like... He was my marketing teacher, and we had to make a marketing plan um, for an artist and their product. Mm-hmm. So after the first day of that class, I went up to him, and I'm like, I'm, I'm an artist myself. I have an EP I'm working on like, that would be perfect for this project. Can I just do it myself? And he's like, absolutely. Like, this is what that class is for. So it, that class kind of gave me like a drive to really... like. I had this project in the works. I knew I was going to put a project out but it gave me the drive to really just go at it because there was that class that was like kind of putting it on the line so I just each week submitted new like marketing ideas I had for the project explained what the project was and like halfway through the semester we had to give like a marketing plan update yeah so I presented it and I was like I might as well just play a song too so I I played a song and uh then Alex uh, reached out to me, and we just had a few meetings uh, with, and that's where I met Mike. Yeah. So I got to meet like Mike and Alex at the first meeting, and then we had a few more after that, and then we decided to make a deal. Now I think that's interesting, and if Mike wants to jump in on this answer as well, he's welcome to, but no. he's shaking his head and he does not <laughs> want to. So uh, I'll ask you, you know. Closed Sessions as a label, um, it's a very diverse label, but at the same time, it's been very like predominantly hip-hop focused, even though there's a lot of range in the hip-hop that the label covers. I think that's fair. But your sound is a lot more bedroom pop or kind of ambient. It's got this dream-like quality. It doesn't really like fall in the same category as a lot of the hip-hop. That, that was material. part of the initial discussion, because I, I went into Alex at his office at um, Columbia, and I was like, all right, what, like, why do you guys want to sign me if it, like, it's closed sessions, the hip-hop label, closed sessions, a hip, you know, Chicago's hip-hop label, all that. I'm like, what's the point? Like, I'm not going to fit your sound. And then that's when they both, Mike and Alex, told me that, like, no, I, I think it's, like, time to, like, branch out with our sound. And you, have, you bring a unique weight and still kind of have, like, a hip-hop, like, style. Yeah, yeah, it's not I, like, like... I'm not, like, totally, like, anti-hip-hop. Like, I can blend in with those sure. crowds. Um you're like a I polka th- artist that they suddenly like threw on the label. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, so like I think I was the good like bridge as an artist to like bring in that new sound, but still like making sure that the label is staying to its roots in its way. And for you, what was the benefit of like of you know 
working with closed sessions. And again, you know, the, the two guys behind closed sessions, Mike Kolar and Alex Fruchter, they're really, you know, they're, they're veterans in the city and they're professionals when it comes to music. And these are guys who live and breathe. And I'm not just saying this because Mike's here. I say this a lot on the podcast. They're like, they're very passionate, professional guys who really care about the quality of what they're doing. So when you're considering joining up with an operation like that, what does that mean for you or, or what was going through your head? <laughs> to be honest, I had no clue who Alex was before I took his class. So, because I'm relatively new to the city, I don't sure. know the scene that much. So, like, I, as they were offering me this deal, I was like researching about them at the same time. Like, I didn't know their reputation at the time. So, I was like reading every article I could. And I mean, it just spoke for itself. Like, the, were you like, oh shit, this is a real thing? Yeah, yeah. No, it's, <laughs> I'm like, because like <laughs> Alex always plugs the label in his class. Like, sure, you got it. <laughs> so, you. it was ingrained in my head. So, when I'm like researching this, like, it was just obviously what the, the label provides and offers clearly stood out to me and I knew it would be beneficial to my career and to, you know, help bring me out of the bedroom and, you know, push me out. And it's, it's been a really good decision that I made. Now, what is working with a label actually offer you? You know, like what, what is now available to you that wasn't previously um, within reach? A budget that, <laughs> of sure. money that I... A budget of money. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a huge thing. Um, sure. But it's also, the, the deal that we have is, um, it's also management. Mm-hmm. So I was, my former teacher and Mike are now my managers, so that's pretty cool. And... We get free studio access. It's pretty much just like a playground for being a musician. Like, I get to have so much fun. Like, I would not have expected this when I first took Alex's class. Well, mostly because I didn't know who he was. You're but. in good company. <laughs> you look at who the label has. I mean, like, who, who's active right now? Femdot, Boathouse, Kwaku, Jamila Woods. Jamila, yeah. I mean, it's you're up there with some really, really strong talent in the city right now. Yeah, and it's, it's cool to see the label because you have, like, people of, you know who have done so much up here and then you have a few artists uh you know ready to get their name heard and so you have like talent across the board at all stages of their career yeah now your project it's a new ep it's called push-ups when did that that dropped on the 18th of yeah may? may 18th so it's brand new um talk a little bit about that like how long were those songs in the work were they relatively new songs or are any of these the uh Rock band microphone. <laughs> yeah, no, no, those that was like so long ago, man. Like no one will ever hear those tracks. Um, no, I, I created it in 2017. I had I had a few demos from 2016, but it was mostly like finishing uh, those demos and creating the rest was August 2017, and then I recorded it throughout the fall in my dorm room. So I would say I finished it around October. So this is literally dorm pop. Yeah, it was created uh, <laughs> with my friend. He came up, Chris Hatam. He's a very talented producer. He came up from Texas last summer. That was mm-hmm. the August I was talking about. We just nailed out a bunch of demos, and I just cleaned them up in my dorm. But yeah, we created it in a, like a dorm, like a practice room as well. Because my dorm had like uh, soundproof practice rooms. Which dorm was that? Uh, U- University yeah. Center, yeah. Oh, the UC, yeah. Yeah, the UC. So you do that, maybe dip down, go get some Epic Burger, and then... No, we were recording at like we were night owls, so we were recording <laughs> to like from like 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. That's amazing. <laughs> that's that's where I get the best music out of me. Is that the night? 
I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm a night person, too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm awake during the day, and I'm just like, ah, okay, I'm just kind of waiting for night so I can really, like, actually get started. Uh, so now that the project's out, you know, we're, we're right on the edge of, like, you know, summer music season. What's ahead for you? What's on deck now that you've got the record out, you are, for all intents and purposes, graduated, and you have the support of closed sessions behind you? What's ahead of you now? Yeah, I'm just going to spend the summer um, practicing my live show. I'm actually doing that right now. So I want to like get some gigs uh, second half summer for sure. Um, I'm putting on a really cool show. And then I also just want to make new music and release um, just songs. Because you're working there. on a full length too, right? I am working on a full length album. I had a friend from Canada, Alex Bent, who uh, came over last week for 10 days. And we just, it was kind of like what happened with Push Us. We just nailed out a bunch of stuff. So I'm working on that. I'm headed out to LA to work with my friend Roy next week. So that will be fun. So I'll, I'll be working on music on, like in the meantime, but right now the focus is on live shows. And also, wait, I'm not going to announce yet. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Mike just gave that nod. He's got, if you've never met Mike Kohler, he just gave this little Godfather type nod. Like you almost said something, then you caught yourself and he just nodded. Yeah, but there's going to be another cool little like surprise. And then, yeah. Nice. That's, that's pretty much my summer. Are you? Are there any live dates that are like concrete yet, or is it just preparation for when no, you get there? Um, I'm really I'm wor- working to prepare for this and make it something really you know special and a cool experience. And right now, it's, I'm just in those sta- that like stage. But like I said, um, second half summer. Well, I should be. I'm going to be done really soon, like preparing. Right on, um, Jack Larson. The track or the track, the project. It's an EP. It's called Push Ups, and it's on closed sessions right now. Uh, is it on SoundCloud, um, iTunes, Spotify, all those? It's it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. So people can find it. And it's really, like I said, it's it's got this great energy to it, and it's got this kind of, like, breeziness. I don't know. It's just got that dream. I miss that dream pop kind of sound. I really love that kind of thing. And it just, it is a really nice kind of different offering. And uh, and I think it's really cool, man. So congratulations on, on making that Thank happen you. and putting it out in the world. I appreciate that. Absolutely. I'm glad we got to start this conversation. I know it's your first time here on the podcast, but we we bring guests back again and again as they have new developments because we're always focused on Chicago, man. So when the new record comes out, when the full length comes out, let's continue the conversation. Of course. No, it's been a pleasure. Awesome. Jack Larson, thanks so much, man. Hey, happy Pride Month, by the way. Yeah, happy Pride Month. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcasts. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty... Dynasty Descend.